It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Part two of the Locked On Bengals, should the Bengals go all-in series, explores what that might look like. How would the Bengals go all-in in 2023? You are Locked On Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Hit the follow button anywhere you get your audio podcast, and we'll be delivered to your device via notification if you enable it when we upload every day, and you can join the first listen club with the many other, I always say thousands, I'm pretty sure it's thousands of other Bengals fans who make Locked on Bengals, their first listen every day. James, yesterday we talked about why the Bengals should go on. There it is. Why the Bengals should go all in. Mm -hmm. What the reasons they might not go all in are. Talking about quotes from Mike Potts and and Steve Rasidovich in the Paul Daner piece, which you can go read at theathletic.com. And some things that maybe... Look like 2013. We talked about that 2013 year, that that 2012 2013 offseason with Andy Dalton, and and how that went for the Bengals, trying to get over a hump. And we agree that it makes sense to do things differently. You, you haven't gotten that championship yet. You're trying to be a, a perennial contender. You're trying to join the dynasty conversation. And there's obviously different philosophies about how to do this. So Bengals. I think, think one way. And they've changed the way they're thinking a little bit. And it's different from the rest of the NFL. So what are the things they would have to do to go all in? What would it look like? How would they do it? That's what we're going to talk about today. Yep. And what would it look like? Let's start here. It's not going to be the Rams. It's not going to be the Buccaneers. They're not going to have be $70 million over the cap going into 2024. Right. And, and that's something we covered uh, a little bit in, in the, the first of a two-part all-in series. But let's be clear here. Asking the Bengals to go all-in, I think, is much different than what the Rams did or what the Bucks did because they were on shorter timelines for whatever reason whether their, their quarterbacks were, were older, some of their roster was older. This Bengals team was the, the youngest the youngest of the four title uh, or, or the final four you know, of the AFC and NFC Conference Championship teams. I think they might have been the youngest team in the playoffs, I want to say, on, on average roster age. The point is, is they're young. And I would have been an old man in their locker room if I were on their roster, and I'm 31. And so it's much different. Than, than it has been in, in previous iterations of Bengals playoff teams. So what does all in mean? It means do stuff that you've never done before. And the past few years, they've done that. And they have to continue that, continue to evolve. And let's just use Joe Mixon as the prime example here. 
I, I think that what you do with him, if you bring him back just on his current contract, it's a very normal Bengals thing to do. He's a big part of your team. He's a captain. He was a pro bowler last year, caught 60 passes in 2022. You, you feel good about him on the field, but he also has some limitations. He also has a big cap number. So can you get him to take a pay cut? Do you move on and free up that money and, and allocate it elsewhere where it could be put to better use? Or do you just keep him around? I think that's that's one of the many hows where they could show they're they're going all in, and uh, I, I don't necessarily think he would you know restructure and and move the money around, but maybe maybe they go that route, uh, and maybe they go that route with a, a few of these guys to to free up as much room as they can in their quest to go all in. Here's the thing about restructures, and you you say that you're, they're not going to do it with Joe Mixon. You're right. It, it doesn't make any sense to do it with Joe Mixon because if you restructure, you're converting salary into prorated bonus money that then takes some of his cap hit this year and puts it into the next year. You don't do that with a player that you're not 100% sure is going to be on your team next year. You wouldn't do that with Joe Mixon. But there is one player that you can really point to that just like leaps off the page as a restructure candidate to me. And that's Trey Hendrickson. Only one more year on his deal. You can save five, nearly $6 million. Trey's got two years left. Two years, right. I'm thinking after next year, right? So gotcha. the 2023 cap hit would be reduced. The 2024 cap hit. Yeah, I said that wrong. The 2024 cap hit would increase. So you're, you're lowering it for one year. The restructure is into one remaining year on the deal. So you're taking, say, $5 million of salary, converting it into signing bonus or, or, or even six, $7 million of salary, putting it into signing bonus that pushes money into the next, it splits that into two years because it prorates some money from a cap hit perspective, saves you some, some cap space. And you think Trey Hendrickson is going to be on your team next year, right? I, I feel like there's no yeah for sure indication that Trey Hendrickson isn't going to be on the team in 2024. I mean, he is going to be 30 that year, but he's not slowing down at all. You're pretty confident about that. But but the reason you don't, I don't expect to see the Bengals doing big restructures is because they generally aren't setting up their contracts to be restructure friendly in the first place. They're not setting them up in such a way where you can save a whole lot of money restructuring guys. And if you look up and down the roster, there aren't many opportunities to save a lot of money on restructures. Like you could restructure Mike Hilton as well, right? You expect Mike Hilton to be part of your team still in 2024. This is the other one that I was looking at and it made sense. You could save almost $2 million of cap space if you did a full restructure on Mike Hilton. But that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. There aren't huge restructuring opportunities here. So it's stuff like the the Joe Mixon. Well, if it's already paid out, if if it's already paid out, you can't push it down (laughs) because it's already paid. Well, and and they have a lot of guys in the last year of their deal. And that's a big part of it, right? It's like sure. last year they could have restructured DJ Reader. Not that they necessarily want to from a cap projection perspective, but they could have restructured DJ Reader to save money on the cap in 2022 and fit in some extra guys because you expect DJ Reader to be on the team the following year. That's what I'm talking about with guys like Trey and Mike Hilton. But like a lot of those other big deals, like are you ready to restructure BJ Hill and expect him to be here for the life of that contract? Or do you want to see him for one more year first? 
So the, sure. the rest of them, the rest of the big deals, Jonah Williams, you can't restructure DJ readers on the last year of his deal. Cheetos on the last year of his deal deal. Uh, Sam Hubbard. That's another one you could, he has a few years left on his deal. It makes it a little bit more complicated. I think part of it isn't, and this just falls under the, the restructure umbrella. I wonder who they try to extend. And obviously we talk about T all the time and Burrow and, and Logan Wilson and extension eligible, but maybe they, they extend reader and try to lower his 2023 cap hit a little bit mm-hmm. or, or do that with some of these, these other guys. There aren't a ton of candidates either to go that route. You're right. But maybe that's, that's a route they go as well. But I, I think that's the, the point here is, Will you be willing to ask Mixon to take a pay cut? And if he says no, would you be willing to cut him? That's a very real – it would be a, a big difference from what we've seen from the Bengals in the past. Would they do? Would they go the, the restructure route with Trey Hendrickson? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they would do that with these guys. But if you do, it gives you even more ammo to go all in and add pieces – to the 2023 Bengals to, to help you win a championship. And that has to be their goal. And, and you can do it without it really impacting your future a ton, because as we talked about, they don't have a ton of, as of now, really anyone in 2025 that they're worried about from a contract standpoint. And that'll change with Jamar and T and, and Joe, but in a bunch of other guys, but it's not like they have these, these huge cap numbers for a bunch of guys down the line. And so why not restructure or extend or do different things to alleviate what is going to be an interesting cap situation this season? And and maybe even more than that is structure contracts differently for the guys that you have coming up for contracts and, and do what we've talked about in the past where they are maybe guaranteeing future years of money where they are prorating more money. They generally are very low proration team compared to the teams that do constantly restructure. So uh, th- those are options for them as well. And then another one is trading players, James. And this is perhaps going to get a little spicy when we talk uh, about uh, 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 some uh, of Guess who brought that players. one up? Yeah, baby. I think it was me, actually, in a, in a shocking twist. We'll talk it about wasn't. that next. It wasn't. I think it this was. Show, this show is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA season is here, and, and well, the trade deadline has come and gone. And what does that mean? That means that you need to get FanDuel, America's number one sports book. They have a no-sweat-first bet where first-time customers can get up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So let's say you want to wager on Kevin Durant or you want to wager on Steph Curry and the Warriors repeating as champs or it's just a nightly parlay or the number of threes LeBron James wants to make or you want to bet the money line in a game. You can do all of those things in an easy-to-use Really, honestly, it's the easiest betting app I've seen. And there are a ton of them out there. Let's not you know, hide under a rock here. There are. FanDuel's number one for a reason. So don't miss the chance to get your first uh, bet, a no-sweat first bet, up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So trades, and the reason I say I brought this up, James, is because I DM'd you this idea about Tyler Boyd. And obviously, they can t- we, we can talk about trading to acquire players as well. Ah, you're right. Technically, I didn't even think I, – I meant earlier but before we started recording, I yeah. mentioned trades at the deadline. But yeah, yeah you, did, you did DM me that. All right. There you go. I, I'm talking about trades of, of assets. And, and Tyler Boyd is not Tyreek Hill, but you look at Tyreek Hill, who is demanding $30 million, and the Chiefs got a haul, and they were okay. And Tyler Boyd is – a fan favorite. I love Tyler Boyd. I think he's a great player. He's a he's a really valuable piece of this team. He's a valuable piece of the locker room. Very well liked. A huge part of the cohesion of the wide receiver unit. And I'm not advocating for trading Tyler Boyd necessarily, but I think it's something that you have to have an open mind to. Headline, Jake Lisko wants to trade Tyler Boyd for picks. Go ahead. It's a possibility, right? It saves you I think $9 million of cap space Mm -hmm. and you're not going to get first round picks for Tyler Boyd, but maybe you could get a third and, and then you're talking, okay, I have $9 million of cap space and a third round pick. And maybe I can spend that money on a Jawan Taylor, right tackle, a Mike McGlinchey, right tackle, put that money toward that contract for a right tackle where we don't know the future with Lyle Collins, who is coming off major knee surgery and has missed a year for an injury before. And so these are things that I would be thinking about, similar to the Joe Mixon conversation where Joe Mixon's a good player. We like Joe Mixon. He, he's well-liked on the team. He's Like you said, he's a captain. But could they spend $7.3 million of cap space in a way that improves the team more and and – the, the replacement value is greater than what you're losing in Joe Mixon or, or can they get him to, to take a different deal? So it's mm-hmm. those kinds of things that I'm looking at if I'm the Bengals and trying to be creative and saying, could we spend these resources in a way that we think might help our team a little bit more? Because yes, Tyler Boyd's a really good player, but his volume is, is only going down essentially mm-hmm. as years go, go on. And this year there was more involvement for running backs and, there's more and more targets for Jamar Chase, who's moving into the slot more than he has in the past, and more targets for T. Higgins. And that's the only reason I bring that sort of thing up. It's not because I'm advocating for trading him, but it's because these are the things that you think about if you want to be a little bit creative. And I don't think the Bengals are really thinking about it at all. I don't know. I don't know about that. And, you know, there are a lot of people that, that are talking outside of you know, this podcast about the T Higgins. Oh, well, they should. I think that this is far more likely that they move on from Boyd. I don't think it is likely. I agree with you there. But could it happen? And could you get a future asset for him and also free up that money to to put it elsewhere? I don't know if it would be right tackle. I don't know what it would be. But I think you should certainly have that conversation. I think you should certainly have that conversation for a few reasons. One, for all the reasons people say, oh, we'll, we'll move move T. Higgins and you can find wide receivers. You, you could find another. No, you can't. T. Higgins is very hard to find. At 28th overall, I don't know if you'd find it this year's draft at all. I don't think you'd have a shot, really. Maybe, but going to be tough. You know what you can find in the draft? Slot receivers. Slot receivers that could get you six, seven, eight hundred 800 yards and 
so if you could change as you're changing these resources, find a a third receiver, a slot receiver that's on a rookie contract. Maybe it's mid the middle of the draft, second, third round. Well, then that makes things easier. It makes makes it easier to add a, a deep threat potentially if you want to add a veteran guy that could really help stretch the field. Or it makes it easier to uh, go out and get that extra pass rusher or go out and get uh, a linebacker that you really like to replace Pratt at, at half the price if, if you go that route. Or uh, get that veteran corner that's going to help you as, as Chidobe Awuzie comes back from injury and maybe you want to not – have Eli Apple in the starting lineup. Like there's, there's just so many things that, that you could do and it, and it allows you to do, and it just gives you a little more freedom. So I agree. I think that's one way, one how, and uh, so mix and void, those are obvious restructures are obvious. The other thing to go all in, and this is an in season thing, and I'm not trying to complain here, but it's just like the next step for this franchise outside of the things we've mentioned, if they're going to go all in, Wheel and deal at the deadline. And they haven't really made many deadline moves. A few years ago, they traded Carlos Dunlap. But in their history, that's just not them. And when the margin between winning a Super Bowl and losing in the AFC Championship game could be a move, like adding Kadarius Tony, and I'm not saying the Bengals should have added Kadarius Tony, but the Chiefs, probably don't win the Super Bowl. And I know he didn't put, post huge numbers. They probably don't win the Super Bowl if Kadarius Tony was not out there. And he made big plays for them in the red zone, not just against the Bengals, not just in the Super Bowl. He was involved in that offense. And so those little pieces, be willing to, to trade for the, the veteran receiver or an extra lineman uh, on offensive line or defensive line or insert whatever the case is. Be willing to do that. And I'm sure they would say, oh, well, we're always willing. But be willing to pay the price that it takes to get a player of that stature at the deadline because that could be the difference in late January. That could be the difference in Las Vegas in Super Bowl 58. And I don't think they should go with the F them pick strategy, but you can't be scared to give up a future asset if you think that that player that you're getting in getting back is going to help you win a title that season well and it was a it was a third round pick for Kadarius tony and i look at the ravens in recent years and the trades they've pulled off and and Kalias campbell obviously stands out here roquan smith yeah, they paid a heavier price for roquan smith and, and then they paid him a lot of money but he's a great fit by the way and and helped the the ravens they're players that help the ravens yeah and, and then no you know I mean, they're they're going out and getting kevin zeitler and and getting uh, Morgan Moses on you know these mid mid tier deals and and Justin Houston and bringing in these guys that that's the sort of thing you want the Bengals to do and I think you know yesterday we talked about that where the Bengals are expecting maybe a little bit more of that this year for guys like Hayden Hurst and and Justin Houston where that will be a possibility and so they have to keep an open mind and really what are we asking them to do James is is just to keep an open mind and and keep an open mind to things that they wouldn't necessarily have done in the past. That's, That's the it. theme, right? Yep. Is, is maybe I'm not saying trade Tyler Boyd. I'm not saying like run out there and trade him for whatever you can get. But if you can make some of these moves that are creative and, and it's really hard with Boyd specifically. I know we spend a lot of time on that one. I'm just going to 
continue to say like it's not a move that i necessarily support they don't have the replacement in-house and if they wanted to be more of a 12 personnel team which there's no real indication that they are meaning putting two tight ends on the field more they don't have those players right now so it's really hard to move on from tyler boyd right now because right now you're relying on him and jamar chase and d higgins to be on the field 80 percent plus of the time together so i'm not saying you do that move now i'm just saying you know you keep your mind open to stuff like that that's all we're really asking for here right Sure. Yeah. I because you can't get Ben out of shape about a move they one move they do or don't make because we don't have all of the information. Like I'm not saying make a, a move every trade deadline or it definitely cut Joe Mixon. I'd love to have Mixon on the team next year. I just think for the money he's making, that's a tough ask because he has not been the game changer for whatever reason, whether it's him, whether it's the offensive line, the offense, whatever, right? And so the context part of it matters and just being open to, to some of these things could be the difference. Uh, let, let's put a bow on this. It's an all in conversation and we will uh, end it next with, well, how likely some of these things are uh, that the Bengals could do to go all in. But today's show is brought to you by ultimate football GM. You've heard us talk about the mobile game app and I can't tell you how much fun I've had competing against various different locked on hosts and look now it's time for you to get in on the action and we've talked a a couple of days now basically on front office stuff how the Bengals can go all in well you can be the gm that makes all of those decisions from hiring the right coaches and coordinators trading players boyd mixon etc navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft all the ups and downs of a season and yes if you do a poor job you can get fired all of this in a challenging, realistic game world. Locked On Bengals listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all capitals in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps, so make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Again, ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We talked about this a little bit yesterday as well, James, but the the how likely will it be conversation is what it always comes down to with this team. What will they do that's different from what they've done in the past? How will they find a way to surprise us? Because they found ways to surprise us the last couple of years. They really have. And while they have done some things that have been business as usual, the free agent signings they've made the last couple of years and some of the other moves they've made the last couple of years have taken both of us at times by surprise and they've hit. So you have to give them a lot of credit for the way they've done business the last few years. And that is a huge reason to have confidence that they will continue to do things in a way that is maximizing their chance to win. Because why would that suddenly change? You know, quotes aside that we talked about on yesterday's show about draft and develop and retain your own and get the second contracts. They've been making good decisions the last couple of years. And Joe Burrow gives you a big margin for error there, and that's going to be getting tighter, but not for a couple of years. So they're not dumb. They know when Burrow's cap hit is going to kick in. 
They know when a prospective T. Higgins cap hit is going to kick in. They know the likelihood of them re-signing some of these defensive free agents that we've talked about in recent weeks on the show. So why wouldn't they surprise us again and maybe do things a little bit different and sign some guys that we're maybe not expecting them to sign as they try to make a one- or two-year push here before that $50 million cap hit for Joe Burrow kicks in, which is likely to be in 2025? Exactly. I, I think a couple of things. I, I wonder when that huge, huge cap hit will kick in. Will it be 25? Will they try to move it? It depends on how that contract's structured, right? And that's what we're... If anything, it will be on. earlier, given their history. They would try to spread the money over the life of the deal, and they would put some of the money... They would put as much of it as they could into 2024. So that would be the likely old-school Bengals way of doing things differently. Sure, and and maybe they do it that way. Um Hopefully not. Hopefully you you extend it and you push it out and and maybe you go yeah. Anyways, this isn't a borough conversation. This is a can you add those little pieces the the fourth receiver that uh, that I think could make a difference. And they they would say Trent Irwin and I get it. I think that's something you can upgrade, right? Can you add? Maybe it is keeping Piran and that's the veteran running back and and then you go with a rookie or. Can you add the the veteran lineman that can play both tackle spots and one a guard spot for you? The Ted Karras uh, of this year uh, of the tackle spot. I I think those are things that uh, would certainly be interesting, and we can dive into specific names. I'm certainly eyeing different free agents, guys with the championship pedigree, maybe. Um, so yeah, that part is going to be fun to talk about because I, I do think that they're going to add. I don't think they're going to be huge, huge names. I don't think it's going to be a 1201 Adam Schefter. The Bengals have a, agreed to terms with the first star high-end offensive line. I don't necessarily think it'll be that. But the roster is good enough to where it doesn't have to be that now. It, But they still need to add. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how they approach it. And obviously the borough contract is front and center. Because once that domino falls, a lot of these other ones can fall. It's such a big deal. I know this isn't a borough contract show and it's not like what we're spending a lot of time on here, but we're going to have so much better of an idea of the sandbox the Bengals are playing in when that deal comes down. And that's something else that the Bengals head scouts talked about in, in the Paul Daner piece, which you can go read, is their budget and, and the picture for them and, and kind of the way that they need to approach this will change based on what happens with Joe Burrow. So, you know, we can talk about this till we're blue in the face, and we have. We've done it two days in a row. But until we get that contract and those details, it's really hard to say what the aggressive curve might look like for the Ten Bengals. Years. Get it done. And and what what confines they might have on their budget. Mm-hmm. So gonna be really interesting to see when that deal comes down, James. Do you what what do you think? I mean Last when? year, we, we thought they were going to go sign offensive linemen. It was surprising when they did it. But in terms of, you know, the, the likelihood or, or what do you think the surprise is going to be this year? What, what do you what would you what would you guess right now? Put your hot take chain on or your hot take brain on for a second and think about it. I think it'll be done before free agency starts. Oh, not 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 the borough thing. The the oh. like the thing that will surprise us that they oh. will do differently this year. Oh, I. I think Mixon is very much a topic, a big topic. And and that's the one. If he's not willing to take a pay cut, 
or move money around to be to accommodate the franchise. I don't really see how, how you can just keep things business as usual. And not that he isn't a big part of the team, because I think he had an impact. That's the that's the odd part about it. I just think a lot of guys would have had that uh, a similar impact. And and that's the, the the tough part. So that would be one. I also think that speed wise, I think they're going to add a receiver, and it's going to be interesting to see when. And and I, I wonder if it's free agency or or the draft. But I think they know they need to get faster at receiver. Not, not the big two, of course, but I think they know they're going to have to add a deep threat. And, and they keep putting Jamar Chase in the slot more and more every year, moving him around more and more every year. So could you imagine if you find a a deep Tyler threat Scott that, uh, that plays outside? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. He's flying up draft boards apparently, but yeah. like the the Ty Hilton like second round burner, Jalen Hyatt. That's your go ball guy this year. I mean, honestly, that's what you need. Can, can you find the a Will Fuller with better hands? Like if you find that, psh, changes things. Or People or like, is it a Musgrave? A hyper athletic tight end that changes things, or is it Maybe. a tackle that you can throw passes to in Darnell Washington that changes things, or the prototypical inline tight end of Michael Meyer? I'm talking about a lot of tight ends because Mayer, there's a lot Mayer. of good tight ends. Yeah, it's not, it's not a Halloween movie. I'm never gonna get that right the first time. Maybe in a month. You're you're gonna get it right if he's catching touchdowns from Joe Burrow. Yeah, if he if he's part of the Bengals, I'll get it right. You can keep correcting me on that one too, Michael Mayer. Michael Dalton Meyer. Kincaid. There's a lot you know, of good tight ends in this class. You going to Meyer? I haven't been to Meyer in years. People call it Myers, which is hilarious. It's like you with your Michael Meyer. I have to he, think about it to say it that way. People, people. Uh, I mean, I also don't watch college football, so I have not heard anyone call a single Notre Dame game this year. I've only read that name. Uh, but the the uh, Burrows, Joe oh. Burrows. That's, ugh. yeah. Anyway, I don't even. Ugh, I'm not even touching that one, to be honest with you, because it's the worst. Let's get out of here, James. Uh, a lot of content the last couple of days on why the Bengals should potentially do things, continue to do things different, and find ways to maximize the next couple of years while. Joe Burrow's massive contract number hasn't hit yet. The way we saw the Chiefs do it, the way we saw the Bills do it with their big quarterback contracts. And of course the chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, the first team to win with the quarterback, taking up that much cap space uh, in a very long time. So it's not like the window closes, but you can certainly maximize your advantages before that big cap hit comes into effect. And well, that's, that's what we've done the last two days. So Mm -hmm. we'll talk more specifics in the coming weeks. We're going to start putting together our free agency tiers. We're starting the, the draft worksheet to get our draft list together for the Cincinnati Bengals based on everything we know about the Bengals preferences, the things they like and informed by all the things that Joe Goodberry and, and I and, and James and, and Mike Santagata like. So all that stuff coming in, in coming weeks on Lockdown Bengals. Have a good weekend. Until next time, thanks for listening. day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.